Thank you for listening to this episode of Use Your Words Podcast. Please check out our new website at www.useyourwords.cc and check out ratethispodcast.com slash words to leave us a review for your appropriate platform. I actually don't have wax in my ears. I've always amazed the doctors when I was a kid. Nothing. New fact about Josh. He never has had wax in his ears. Head wax? <laughs> I mean, everybody's got some <laughs> wax, but... You just said you don't. I actually don't have wax in my ears. And Waxless Josh once again graces us <laughs> with his presence as he puts his head into the ground of the table, understanding <laughs> what he has said before and regretting it 100%. Well, welcome to another episode of Use Your Words Podcast. Uh, I'm Paul. I am here once again with Josh Brewer, who is still head first into the table, as well as Mr. Aaron Johnson. Welcome, boys. How's it going? Mm, good. <laughs> is it good? Brewer, how are you doing today? The horror of technology. You could say he's quite triggered right I, now. I, would think I he, quite triggered. I would think he is quite triggered this, about that. I. Something about that tells me, and I, I don't know what about it would tell me that he's triggered, but that's okay, because you know what, Johnson? I am an equal opportunity triggerer. You know that? Here's Aaron's word of the week. Well done. See? I'm equal opportunity. Mr. Brewer, have you picked out Johnson's Mr. Aaron's word of the week. I have. All right. Which word of the week are you giving him today? The. the is, it, is that as easy as I think it is to pronounce? What? The V one? Yeah. Vinacious? Let us find out. Vinacious. 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 Some, Mr. Johnson, I do ready to experience a thrill like never before. No. Well, that's triggering me, but anyways, <laughs> I guess we will- part? We'll start in three, two. So, my friend. <sighs> what? What do you usually have when you are eating red meat? Uh, a fork and a knife. You drink. A big appetite. A beer. A stout. Freaking whiskey. Liquor. I don't know. <laughs> what? <laughs> What? <laughs> Completely wrong, but... Wait, what do I... A wine? I don't know. Wait, what? When I drink... Mm-hmm. When I d- eat red meat? Yeah. I have a wine? Okay. Uh, what are the... What are little green things that Olives? We- no. I mean... Oh, okay, green things. I mean, olives can be green. Peas? They're fruits. <laughs> Avocado? Wait, Little limes? green things, and they limes. come... Limes! No, they come on a... Th- there's a bunch of them that come together. What and the... They, what the... It's what? very popular in Italy. It's... Oh, my gosh. Popular in Italy? Okay. Green okay. thing? The, the, the drink you named before, where does it come from? Time. What the frick? It's <sighs> of, relating to, or resembling... Wine or grapes? I already said grapes. No, you didn't. Yes, I did. <laughs> I don't remember hearing you say grapes. I did, yeah, unless I it olives. was during the time we were laughing because you olives? said olives. You said olives. Yeah, you said olives. I'm a freaking idiot. Because <laughs> <laughs> you go olives. No, olives can be green too. Yeah, I, I, I liked how I was like, "What? What do you usually have with red meat?" You're like beer, stout. <laughs> I'm like whiskey. That, oh, that's what. You should have asked, what drink do you have on a romantic date with your partner? What? Wine. I don't Are you know. trying to insult him? No. No. Not insulting. You, did, you didn't give him all the right clues and context. Oh, so it's my fault. Yes. Yeah. It's, it's, it's exactly. my fault he didn't know what wine was. I said wine. Eventually. I, that was. Okay. I'm triggered. Wine is just something you drink. Oh my goodness! With red meat or red sauce, like red wine, red sauce. That's what I was getting at. Well, you didn't. You didn't get Aaron to that. Um, 
that word. I can't believe I thought grapes were olives. <laughs> I, 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 uh, yeah. New intro there. <laughs> so this conversation has less, um, less facts associated. Uh, I shouldn't say less facts, less news articles associated with it because, well, the amount of articles I would have to post related to this would be astronomical. Mm-hmm. So something that I've noticed, and correct me, both of you, if I'm wrong on noticing this, and you notice something completely different, but something I've noticed recently, not only in America, across the world, it, it's a trend that has defied generational and geographical borders. It's even, you could even say it's political, it's defied political borders too, but eh, either way. But where we have this this concept of triggering someone because of saying something or even showing something that they don't like. And it gets them into such a crazy mindset that they have to go into their, and I laugh at this, their safe space. Safe they, space? They need a physical space designated as safe from other people's opinions, comments, facts even because they need to they need the safe space because they cannot bear to have the emotional trauma of someone else's opinions or facts even given to them in such a way that they it's it's a little crazy sometimes where you see or hear the people just kind of like crying and yelling on youtube it's it's funny with some of the stuff the triggering after they see an opinion or a picture or a news article that they don't like and they just break down mentally and emotionally. It's funny in one way. It's also sad in the other that we are so emotionally weak and soft. We have gone as Americans from being people who are physically kind of soft and I'm pointing (laughs) to my stomach and, you know, Aaron's stomach and Josh's stomach as well (laughs) to people, you know, who we were once a very individualistic country. Now there, there is something to be said about being too individualistic where you're not being with others and having others help you. Okay. So there is that, but at the same time, we're so soft emotionally. We have no ability to take in things that we don't agree with. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Really, you're just gonna say yeah? <laughs> mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I'm sorry, this is not the red table. <laughs> I what? I you what? I mean, I I think I am. I don't know. Gosh dang it! I feel like I definitely used to be someone that was a lot more like suck it up buttercup for a while. Okay, I feel like I've learned a lot over several years. Okay, of being. I guess more, you could say soft with things, or just gentle about how I approach certain things, especially if I don't agree with it. There's one thing about approaching something with gentleness and grace. Yeah. There's another thing of, okay, what happens when, Uh you know, (laughs) you, you take a look at all these people who, when they saw Trump get elected, (laughs) No! You saw them on the ground just screaming. They were triggered so much they couldn't understand the concept that someone other than them would dare do that. What about recently? So this happened in New York. This this made me laugh a little bit. Nice. There were some pro, there were some people outside there um you know Promoting, uh, not promoting, uh, what campaigning? Mm-hmm. I guess you could say holding a little rally for Bernie Sanders. You know, going yeah, yeah we love burn. Bernie, da da da. You know, yeah. and yelling about Bernie and all that, right? Well, what happened is someone came up, a, a little Josh came up, and started yelling, "I love Trump! I love Trump!" Right? Just that's all they were doing. They weren't causing a ruckus. They weren't fighting. They were just expressing their opinion in a free speech style. One of the Bernie supporters then went to a police officer and asked why the police officer was not arresting the Trump supporter. (laughs) And the police officer had the best response ever. 
Nice. What are you doing here? We're here to support Bernie. We're, you know, we're having a little rally. What is he doing? What is this other person here doing? They're here to support Trump and they're voicing their thing, right? Please, because it's the same thing. Yeah. I can't arrest one over the other. Re- take, take out the, uh, the concept of free speech. The fact that they were triggered that someone would have the audacity to support Trump, according to them. They think because someone has a different opinion than them, all of a sudden, to their little sensibilities, they need to be arrested and taken away and uh, be <laughs> taken care of. <laughs> That's lovely. You should have arrested the Trump supporter and then started arresting all the Bernie sinners. Bernie supporters. <laughs> Why? Just so it's equal. <laughs> I'd like to see the confusion on their face. Because it'd be fun to see them get so excited, like, yay, woo, justice, woo. And then he'd be like, yep, you're next. And be like, ah! It's like, why? Why? <laughs> why? why? <laughs> no. Um, I, <laughs> no, you can't have, you can have those people that can go out there and just, you know, be annoying to be annoying. Like, so... If it is a main group of Bernie supporters, then you'll have that one guy that wants to be funny and have hold the Trump sign and be like, yeah, go Trump just to piss him off. But I don't know what the whole situation was. <laughs> so if it was as, I mean, if it's as innocent, or I guess you could say as him just going out and supporting Trump just because they're supporting Sanders, and it's like, what's wrong with that? Nothing. <laughs> but you know what else I find really triggering? What's that? How people have been driving lately. I feel like there's something in the air right now. I I know. <laughs> what, this, what does this have to do with it? He's triggered. Dude, I, I, and someone behind me was like triggered today. He started honking at me and flipping me off and yelling at me. And I was like, wow. But like people are not, are being idiots behind the way. I've almost witnessed probably five accidents because people can't be slow and patient and take their time and are in a rush and that's what happened today when i was going to my guitar lessons and the yellow light was yellow and i had plenty of time to stop i had to slow down because there was a car in front of me that was stopped waiting for a car to make a left turn and then he booked it through the red light so i stopped and this guy in this jeep behind me started honking his horn then there continued Continue. What are you reading now? Continued, um, to flip me off and all, the, all that kind of fun stuff. So he was very triggered and didn't have any patience. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. That's <laughs> all this is about is triggering. Yeah, I don't know if that's so much triggering as it is patient. Triggering. Well, he's triggered because he has impatience. He's mad, angry. No, no. There's difference between triggering and impatience. No, there's not. Yeah, there is. Here we go. <laughs> <laughs> I want to hear it. So you have someone who's impatient. They just want to get to point A to point B sooner. Whether that be a physical location, a metaphysical location. Meta what? A thought location. You know, they want uh, a job being done. They want to get from point A to point B, and they don't like anything getting in the way of that. Yeah. That is just being impatient. Yeah. A triggered, a triggering, let's say, is... Again, like the Bernie supporter in that. The Bernie supporter doesn't like the opinion of the Trump supporter. Therefore, they want the Trump supporter silenced. Yeah. That's a difference. They're not trying to get to point A to point B. They just want something with a different opinion of them removed from them so they don't have to hear that opinion. The person who flipped you off didn't want you removed from life because you were slowing them down. They just wanted you to go faster. Get around. Well, yeah, okay, they could have. But they wanted, they were just being impatient that you were going in their mind too slow. You weren't offending them with your opinion. What if, so, what, but wouldn't it be offensive if I don't drive the way he wants me to drive? No. What if that offended him? He's just impatient. There's a big difference there. So example of a triggering, okay? And this is happening on colleges all the time, which gets me annoyed. Again, whole conversation about if college is worth it or not. So there was a class that they had to read the myths of Persephone and Daphne. So in both of those myths, these are classic literature that uh, you have to read. Uh, They include in there, and this is a quote, vivid depictions of rape and sexual assault. Okay. Well, 
there was someone in there in the class who was a a victim of sexual assault at one point, you know, so again, coming back to the whole thing of, you know, Kobe and everything, you know, mm-hmm. how that can, tr- and this is why I think there needs to be a different word because same word, different thing. The triggering, you know, of huh. the, the thought of sexual assault, you know, made them uncomfortable. Okay. But instead of wanting to work through that and focus on how to change things, they instead immediately said, we need to just silence this piece of work and never touch it again. Instead of, again, looking at something for both its good and its bad, a thing of historical significance for us, language and literature-wise, and saying, because it has something in here I don't like, we need to just clearly just get rid of it. It's the same thing with classic literature books. If they have a topic in there which people don't like, let's say, let's say, I don't know, racism. If it has something about racism in there and people are like, oh, it talks <clears throat> about the subject, we shouldn't do this, and mm-hmm. they get, I'm not going to use trigger anymore. I'm going to use intellectually offended. If they get intellectually offended because it mm-hmm. is something that they don't like and emotionally hurts them, and they're like, we need to ban and censor this, yeah, that's a big issue. Because what we're doing at that point is we're taking, uh, and I know we've talked about this before, taking our current morals and virtues and standards a way of thinking and applying that to older pieces of historical fact literature and things you can't be doing that and as soon as you start doing that you start having this again what i call this great triggering you know we need to ban anything that may make me feel uncomfortable absolutely so you're both shaking your heads yes so i want you both to defend it i think we should never make anybody uncomfortable ever again I agree, and we only have one life, so I should never be disappointed. Yeah. Okay, okay both of your abilities to try to troll are horrible. Could you please be a little more genuine? I am. This is as no. genuine as it gets. And <laughs> you, you, you know what's really sad? Is all of us can see through your BS? Well, yeah, because we all know where I stand. Um, well, we do. No, no, the tone of his voice makes it very evident and very clear that it's BS. But anyways, go on, Brewer. Um, so, what's sad is the reasons that you and I just gave are legit, legit reasons. And people flock together for those legit reasons. And it is so pathetic. It's so sad that people will come together over something that makes no sense just because they're included with a group with someone who has a similar idea that agrees that it should be true. It's, it, it's, I don't know. It's just, what? Do you not agree? I feel like everybody's like, seems super entitled to stuff now. And when they don't get what they want, they get upset exactly. about it. And they come up with these, these, these reasons and these explanations that are completely pointless, pathetic, and in all honesty, ridiculous. It makes no sense. And people are willing to collectively come together and try to push these ideas forward just because they, Feel the same way, you know. It's like, oh, is it just because we want something doesn't mean we're supposed to have it? Doesn't mean we should have it. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's it. That's it. That's it. <laughs> I thought you were actually going somewhere with it. That's why I was oh. like, what? what, 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 Mr. Johnson? Hmm. What? So let me ask this question. One or both of you may or may not remember this phrase from your childhood. Complete this phrase. Sticks and stones may break my bones, but words will never hurt me. Right. In current culture context, we have now kind of shifted more to the (laughs) sticks and stones may break my bones, but words will murder me. (laughs) Because we're weak. Puny. Yeah. So in 2018, three Harvard researchers had participants either... Read or not read trigger warnings before reading passages that contain disturbing content, such as a murder scene from Crime and Punishment. Okay? The researchers found that trigger warnings actually increase people's self-reported anxiety, but only among people who believe that words can cause emotional damage. So, do words cause emotional damage? Brewer. No. <laughs> no. No? No. 
Explain your reasoning. What? Yeah, what is yours? <laughs> you have a choice to be offended. Oh, yeah. That, oh, yeah. You have a choice mean. to believe what somebody says. Yeah. But what if... In Paul's hypothetical, irrational, extremist world... Continue. Wait, what? <laughs> what if Aaron believes... Aaron is in a mental state where he believes yeah. anything you say about him. Yeah. It is no longer his choice because he now believes any word that is said about him. Because he has maybe a mental illness or a mental retardation or of the like. Is that his choice then still? I don't know that. Okay. So So it's not my fault. So should you err on the side of caution then? I mean, morally, respectfully, and being in a world where somebody is willing to choke me to death just for looking at them wrong? Yeah. Wait, what? Okay. <clears throat> Johnson, same question to you. I would say they can have emotional, like, <laughs> damage or whatever. Okay. Can just harm. Some words can harm people in that way. Yeah. Okay. But, I, again, I mean, man, I'm trying to think. Because it's like, there's, I mean, there's obviously times where it's like, it doesn't even have to be, it doesn't even have to be meant. It's not meant to hurt me. No. But like, I guess it kind of it goes back to, oh, uh, I mean, I, uh, like being the butt of the joke all the time okay. about things. I mean, that starts to, can start to get in your head. Well, according, mm-hmm. to, according to Brewer, that's your choice. That's my choice, though. I'm letting it bother me. Yeah. <laughs> that's why I just bring it up. Yeah. So, Which, and I mean, there's. I mean, that's true to a point, too, though. I mean, that's, was I, I, uh, there's things that shouldn't, I guess, you know, what, what's the word, uh, mess me up or get me messed up in the head and, like, believing things that would end up hurting me. Because I guess, like, I don't know, I've mentioned this to you guys. I don't know if I've ever talked about this on here. Probably have. I wouldn't be oh, surprised. Um, But it's like, you know. Being the butt of the joke for a long time, or just a lot, has at times st- made me believe that I'm a joke mm-hmm. kind of thing. And I mean, that's normally that'll happen when I'm not in the right, obviously not the right mindset. Either if I'm extremely tired, right, or I mean, you could have a bad day, or you could like for me, like, oh, like if I do something wrong. And, like, either if I hurt somebody or make someone upset and I didn't mean to, and that makes me feel terrible, then I'm just going to believe any bad thing I could ever think about myself kind of thing. Right. And, like, so let's say that, like, let's, I make a, oh, going back. <laughs> I remember when I was running around at the church here, there's some event going on. This is years ago. Okay. And I wasn't looking where I was going. And this little kid, like, his face met my nuts. Ooh. And, like, I mean, just he hit the ground crying, you know, just bloody murder. And then I'm just sitting there like, oh, no. I already in that moment feel horrible for what just happened. And then one of the kids that was in, like, the youth group, I, I don't know. I don't know. I haven't seen him in so long. I didn't really even know him anyway. But he started calling me the baby killer. And that just, <laughs> man, the one that just irritated me is like, dude, shut up. Stop. But I was just like, always just, it, it, it didn't, didn't make me feel like a baby killer, but it made me feel like a terrible person. Like, I don't know, like it made me feel very, ah, geez, I don't know, just very bad, even worse than I felt in the first place. And whenever I would see him at youth group, of course, he would bring that back up. And right, I could be having a fine day, but then as soon as that comes right back up, I'm like, what the heck? Screw you. Stop. And then I'll get in a bad mood. Okay. So I would say, yeah, words can very well, very much have a big impact on you emotionally. Okay. So those are interpersonal words. What about words from a book, a story? Book or story? Uh, No. Okay. I don't think so. Brewer? That would like 
You're given an assignment as a senior in high school. Read this book. Well, okay. I might have a different answer. But okay. No? Okay. Because, I mean, if, if you're given, like, if we're talking about history class and we're talking about... We're talking a fiction. Book of fiction. Oh, a book of Not, fiction. Uh, yeah, let's, let's, let's rephrase. Like, that's what I said, a story, book or story. Oh, so, okay. Yeah, like, yeah, a, like a work of fiction. In this case... Again, coming back to this article, some old Greek literature that was written. Okay. Then I would probably... I started thinking, I was like, well, shoot. I mean, after reading the Bible sometimes, that can really wreck me by reading that. Right. But in many so different ways. So don't get ahead of me. Okay. Sorry. So, no, that's all right. So that's what I said. So for a book like that, yeah, so, no. Okay. It might give me, depending on... What it is that the book is saying could give me an interesting thought on whoever wrote it, because that's like, well, that's that's what they wrote. That's what's in their mind. So, okay, for some of it, it could be weird, but nothing would be emotionally damaging. All right, right, yeah. So, yeah, okay. Because one of the examples they bring up is like The Great Gatsby. It's a story written 1925. So a different, different time in the U.S. and the world in general. Oh, yeah. Uh, but this started, <laughs> how this really kind of started is, you know, people are like, oh, well, we're reading the Greek Gatsby, and there's scenes that reference gory abuse and violence. And so they wanted little trigger warnings in front of their, so that they weren't upset by it. Again, about a fictional story. Things that never really happened. I can see how if you're reading a book that if something is true. To, no, no not, well, I'm not saying that. I'm saying, well, I'm going to say is if you <laughs> have a book that where, I mean, if it gets into like gross detail about something or like, it's let's say it's describing like a murder kay. and it just gets in the nasty graphic detail like i could see that being something that would like not sit well with me but it wouldn't damn it It just it i wouldn't enjoy it but it wouldn't harm me it would just be like okay i don't like this so i don't care to read i guess this part specifically or if there's more parts like it, i would rather not read that probably okay but so what about then historical things including bible history books, they may have things that are less than idealistic and happy. Let's put it that way. <laughs> ah, it, man, it, going to, well, seeing, oh, well, I'm trying to think of what museum we went to, but you, we, was it the, was it the one we went to with Brock and the air? The one they had a Holocaust yes. thing there. Yes. So, like, reading, I guess, reading stuff like that, like, tears me up, knowing that that's something that's been done in the past, and this was, like... But does it tear you up where you need to have a little warning before you walk in there that this may emotionally make you uncomfortable? Do I need a warning for that? Yeah. No. Because I feel like, well, no. 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 Okay. No! (laughs) Uh, Gosh, I... See, I think the thing is, like, if people shouldn't be afraid of feeling that, or shouldn't people shouldn't keep themselves from feeling that pain, or I don't know, I guess, yeah, just like that tearing on the inside, n- knowing that that stuff had happened to this group of people, kind of. I think that's good. Should you do it all the time? No, but I think that's a good emotion. To go through. I agree. Pain is an indicator that something is wrong. Yeah. That something is not right. And if we try to live into a world where we just ignore that pain, this is how we get intellectually, emotionally soft. Yeah, where we're at now, basically. And yeah. it could just get worse. You don't want it. to feel any sort of inconvenience. No. Because anything challenges your opinion, your pre- preconceived view, all of a sudden becomes... Something that must be eliminated so you can feel comfortable. Yeah. So before I continue on, Brewer, do you have any thoughts on that one? 
on a historical <laughs> event of book stuff? Absolutely not. What? You don't have the thoughts, or you shouldn't be triggered? We should be triggered. We should. Well, I mean, be okay. Triggered. So I guess, I, guess, I guess. I guess when we're talking about triggered, are we talking about having a reaction based on something? So the emotional response versus the the action to the emotional response. Yes. So you. <laughs> so we're talking about the action to the emotional response. We're talking about both. Okay. The emotional response, if you're not a psychopath, is natural, right? Something that is anything that is dehumanizing, you usually have a negative natural response, thought, feeling, to that. Do you need to be warned about that? Absolutely not. No. I'm sorry, but you're not going to be warned when somebody gets into a car accident in front of you and you watch body fly out the front windshield. You're not going to be warned about that. That's just going to happen. Why are all of our cars not equipped with trigger warning labels on the back of them <laughs> indicating that you behind them may be subject to watching my head being pale through a spike? Don't, don't, don't say that because that might become a thing now. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I'm surprised it's not actually. actually. I need to get on that million dollar idea right there. Honest, you, dude. You know, yes. I'm gonna get those printed up by Sticker Mule. So you know, all million dollar ideas. There's somebody who absolutely goes against it, right? So I'll be that guy. A Paul, absolutely not. You will not make a single dime on that. Do not waste your life trying to put that forward. All right, Paul's going to be a millionaire. I already know I was going to be a millionaire as soon as I said it. I was like, wait a minute, how is this not a thing yet? Um, um, honestly, though. Honestly. I need to make, I am ordering that tonight. Do, do it. So you're not, so not going to get worn when uncomfortable <laughs> stuff happens. Go on. Sorry, I'm laughing. Yeah, you're not going to be worn when uncomfortable stuff happens. I agree. Go on. Okay. Um, and uh, why should you be warned about it? You know, we, if you're worried about it, you're less likely to have a response. I think it's healthy for us to have a natural response to some stuff. Um, but at the same time, too, it's the action portion is how we respond to those emotions. We, need, we, we shouldn't avoid something because we're, like Aaron said, afraid of feeling something. We should use that as a... Um, a motivator to help prevent something in history wise something like the holocaust from happening again um but now when it comes to fictional stuff if you can't read something and continue reading it and you get wound up in these emotions you're like oh this is too much i need to put the book down there is a thing of being too sensitive and i think our culture is starting to produce more get-out-of-jail-free cards than we should allow. Um, just just being able to get away from stuff, being able to segregate yourself from the, that, that stuff, um, both not only, you know, in, in the private sense, you know, when you're by yourself, but at the same time when you're, you're, you're in a social gathering, I think we're doing too much of that. And, and one, of the places, one of the places that I'll say that I'll see this is, is with marriage. And, and and just dating in general. A lot okay. of people move in and they say the excuse is, oh, you need to know how the person is before you marry them. No, that's just a get out of jail free card. So you can have all the aspects of marriage and living with someone. And at the end of the day, you can go, I don't like that conversation. I'm going to go leave. We're done. That's all that that is. It's, it's keeping us from dealing with confrontation. So do I think we should have? An emotional response to something dehumanizing? Yes, I think we should. Should our response be so strong to the point where we have to walk away from it? Maybe the first time of exposure, second time of exposure. Now, if you were exposed to that and you were a part of something like that, that's a different story. But if you're just reading something, you should be able to keep reading and not have to eliminate it to be comfortable. Okay, let me ask this question because... Let's say, Johnson, you were in law school. Mm. You were going to become a lawyer, right? <laughs> You're going through your law classes. <clears throat> Everything's going good. You're about to graduate, okay? You have one final class, and you're in the class. And they're like, okay, we're going to talk about rape law now. And someone goes, 
that's triggering. Should, because it's triggering, should that topic be avoided <laughs> in an academic setting like that? Especially since it relates particularly to you being a lawyer. Mm, don't ask me if we should skip it or not. No. Okay. If somebody asked to skip it or avoid it, I'd be like, I'm triggered for not talking about it. So now we have to talk about it. Trigger my trigger. Watch. There's a hierarchy of triggering and triggering hierarchies don't work that way. But regardless of the fact. <laughs> I um, sh- no, it should not be skipped because, I mean, it's kind of a part of the law. Okay. Unless you want to rewrite the law and allow raping to be able to happen more. <laughs> Aaron is not advocating for that. No. Um, no. <laughs> okay. I asked that because back in, this is back from 2014. Okay. In Virginia. University of Virginia, a law student got upset because they're going to talk about rape law in a law school class. Yeah. And they got upset and demanded that that topic not be covered. How how can you do that? That doesn't make Because it was ends. triggering to them. No, it, no, I get it. It was emotionally damaging. Yeah. And they're like, well, we can't do this because it's going to be an issue. And that set off a whole thing of con- of controversy that – how do you do that in an academic setting where these things should be happening? Right. Where these controversial ideas should be happening, where you're in university. If you're going to university, you're going there to have your ideas about the world challenged. Mm-hmm. Not just to have everything coddled to you and, sit and reaffirm things you think you already know. Oh, really? Yeah, you need to go back to school. Oh, see, I, 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 went, I went to tech school to be coddled and to be catered and to be you know i mean yeah because because mechanics are known as some of the cleanest mouthed people in the world oh yeah (laughs) and we are prominently liberals and we that i agree with (laughs) (laughs) well mw has asked if uh josh brewer is a democrat or not (laughs) i am not a democrat (laughs) Um, and I had to say, I honestly don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I look at uh, things from multiple different views, and I like to play the devil's advocate every so often. No, you don't. No, that's your real view. But but that that asks my you know that leads to the question. You know, in an educational context setting, should that be allowed where a topic is off topic because it, it might make someone uncomfortable? Let's say if you go into if you want to go into law school and learn about that and don't want to learn about what was you said rape law. Yeah. It's like get out of law school. Okay. But <laughs> like l- if you can't handle that, get out. But let's not let's expand it to other things. What yeah. if you're going in as a literature student? I I don't know why what you would do with a literature degree. But know. anyways, you're going in, you're gonna get a degree in literature, and you don't want to read the Great Gatsby because it has misogyny in it. That triggers you. I guess, do you have to read The Great Gatsby? It's part of the syllabus. Okay. Understand American culture and history through the lens of The Great Gatsby. Okay. <laughs> you should, before, should that topic bef- be off subject? Before. No. Because no. here's the thing. You say, oh, I'm not going to read The Great Gatsby because of misogyny, in it, right? <clears throat> right? All of a sudden, guess what? Anything That's- old literature-wise that might be misogynistic in any sort of yeah. way, all of a sudden is now off Limits. Off limits. You are not allowed to do that. Yeah. Well, that's ridiculous. I mean, suck it up, buttercup, and do what you have to do to get your degree. And then once you're out of it, you don't have to read it anymore. You can do your own stuff. But the problem that we're having is that these people in the classrooms, and I'm not even talking, I'm not even talking the professors. I'm talking the students are causing so much upheaval and issues that it's just eventually people cave in. Yeah, and that's, well, because, I mean, that starts to affect, probably, I'm sure it starts to affect financial stuff to a point, mm-hmm. and then if too much of that happens, well, then, once that goes to crap, it's like, well, people aren't going to get education then at all, and whatever it is, so I, as much as that sucks, I mean, I can understand that, but I guess how do you get people that are so thick-skulled against something to that how do you get somebody that to do something that they don't want to do especially when it's not 
that big of a deal. Like it's not a life threatening situation. Kiddos. Yeah, I know. Um, how do you get them to do that? How do you get them to do that? That that's honestly <laughs> a, a, a great question. Um, yeah. Because it's, you can't force someone to engage with culture, you know, like from let's say the course of, you know, the Bernie and the Trump supporter, right? You can't force someone to agree with your opinion. As no. much as you might want them to. Right. <laughs> you know, as much as the Bernie supporter <clears throat> wants that Trump supporter to shut up and go away, it mm-hmm. doesn't work like that. Okay. Now, conversely, at the same time, if you're in an educational situation and setting, you kind of force them because he said, you came here willingly, mm-hmm. you want a degree, you're going to meet these qualifications. Mm-hmm. As much as this may distress you at times. Right. Because there are two definitions of triggers going on in the world right now. You have this soft coddle me triggering, which is what this is. Then you have actual triggering, which is the PTSD of soldiers in that. Yeah. You know, that's an actual triggering. Okay. You were dodging for your life from improvised explosive bullets and da da da. And yet here, oh, I had to read a mean word. (laughs) You know, know, oh no. About to explode. My, uh, one of my buddies is in the the army now and he was speaking to some of the the drill instructors and they were telling him how there's things they can't do anymore because the new recruits are too soft. Yeah, I've heard that before. You got all that I guess you could say fun going on. Mhm. But you also have stuff like Again, I am not making fun of someone who's actually served in the military and has PTSD. I have respect for that, okay? Oh, yeah. But then you have something like this that came up and just... (laughs) Uh (laughs) I'm going to read you the headline of the article. And you. I just want to see your reaction. I wish I had video of this. (laughs) This woman said Hillary Clinton losing the 2016 election gave her PTSD. (laughs) Is that that the one? I, I remember after that happened, it, the the one lady that was just like super, I guess, popular in memes or whatever was like the one gal that just was screaming. Oh, broke no. down crying? Yes. Yeah, no, it's not the same person. Okay. It's a completely different person. Uh, Sayu, and I have no idea how to say the last name because it's B-H-O-J-W-A-N-I. Yeah. Uh-huh. I have no idea. I, I, but anyways, she, she was, again, there needs to be a different word than triggered for people who are so intellectually soft, that they can't handle a different opinion and they can't see that they're a person that they wanted losing. But anyways, she said she was so triggered by seeing Hillary lose that her life has been, you know, messed up. Now, thankfully the internet did something great this time. And a bunch of people went after and said, you do not have PTSD and Get off your rocker, crazy person. Mm-hmm. But you see this over and over again, where if someone has a different opinion than you, either they go la 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 la, stick their fingers in their ears, or they try to ruin your life in some way. Because how dare you think for yourself for once? Well, I mean, aren't they thinking for themselves? No, they don't think so. How do you not think so? <laughs> they, Welcome they, to the hick. Welcome to the hick. (laughs) Welcome to the hick. Hypocrisy. From the hypocrites (laughs) that believe that we are the ones that speak hypocrisy. Yeah. Yeah. I love the in the hypocrisy. Yeah. I. That blows my mind. I guess. Yeah. How? Shoot. There was something that question i had other than my mind but now it left uh yeah i'm not gonna be able to think of it at the moment so i guess let me ask this question here should i i guess we've already kind of said we shouldn't allow in like public edge you know in educational settings this idea of triggering because it kind of coddles people right Mm -hmm. how about in the business world Mm, trying to think of some examples Okay. 
So let's do a hypothetical situation where you're a Hillary mm-hmm. supporter and a job comes in to make Trump hotel straps at your Velperty place, okay? Velperty place. <laughs> Should you, because you are a die-hard, blue-haired uh, Hillary supporter, should you be allowed to excuse yourself from even seeing the word Trump because <laughs> okay. it triggers you so much that it's going to cause you emotional distress? Seeing the word? No. What about working on the job to do the strap? To think I that would, your strap is going for such a damaging cause. Right. I would. My initial reaction would be to say no. You should just do it. Okay. Now, that did remind me of my one thought. What's that? Um, so I guess it, it kind of goes back to the school thing, but for <laughs> this is so bad. I don't even know. Can they, they? They can teach religions in school or no? Nope. Uh, nope. That is incorrect. They teach history. They can use religious texts in the context of uh history. Yes, but yeah. Okay. They can't be like. You must believe this. You they must believe it. it. No. They can't teach it that way, but they could say. Let's look at and compare and contrast Judaism with Christianity, with uh, Muslim, with yeah. or Islam, not Muslim. Muslim are the followers of Islam. Yeah. Um, uh, you know, of Gaia worshippers of whatever. Yeah. So they can teach that in the in the yes, that's correct. In the secular way of compare and contrast so it. Because <clears throat> I was thinking, <laughs> which I don't think I've I've ever heard of it or seen it but i was like what so being a christian like what if they did a thing where they're like diving into like like satan e kind of so satan worship yeah in an academic way yeah i was like i guess if you're not practicing it does that make it bad and it becomes a question of what is practice and what is not well here's my question i I I don't i don't know if i'd say what is practice was not no my question would be is there Anything wrong with knowing About the academic, academic portions of it? That knowing, I would probably say no. Knowing like who founded it, where yeah. it's big at. Because here's the thing that I'm seeing a lot happen, and I'll go along with this, right? Mm-hmm. If you cannot even read data, statistics, and facts about things that you do not agree with without having to go into a trigger warning hissy fit crying and screaming in the corner, then there is something wrong. Because mm-hmm. you need to be able to sit there and even if I disagree with it, 100%, if I, obviously I'm not a Satanist, I don't agree with it, but if I can't sit there and read a book and say, okay, here's the facts about it. Now, if as part of the class they go, okay, everyone, let's read this line of Chant. worship. Or yeah, line, yeah. But so if I'm learning the facts about it, again, I don't care. But if they're as part of this facts, they're like, okay, let's sing the hymn of Lucifer. <laughs> At that point, that I'd be point. like, okay, you know what? Religious, religiously, I do not agree with this and I cannot go, go along with this. And we need yeah. to have a conversation about that. Yeah. Am I willing to learn all the facts about it still? Yes. Yeah. Am I willing to, as Brewer says, participate by singing a choral hymn of lucifer no <laughs> heck no that ain't right. happening that's totally different so so with that being yeah as soon as i started saying it and thought about it, i was like okay now i'm coming up with my answer now so for going back to oh well, well, as i say you know the same thing like if you have a muslim student in the class right and the mm-hmm. teacher's like okay we're gonna do a christian prayer i would extend them the same you know the, the same benefit of saying you know what, no, this isn't something I believe in, I can't do this, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. You know, that same deal. Just because I follow Christianity does not mean that everyone else is going to, and I understand that. Mm-hmm. I am mentally, emotionally, spiritually mature enough to understand that there are going to be people people who disagree with me, and that is quite all right. Not everyone has to agree with how I agree in order for me to be able to get along with them in the yeah. world. Mm-hmm. That also gets to the point of the fact that <clears throat> just because you associate with someone does not mean you endorse someone. That seems to be another mis- yeah. something that's misconstrued a lot in the world right now as well. Just because I associate with Aaron does not mean I endorse all of his bigotry. 
Aaron is not bigoted. I'm just throwing that out as an example. <laughs> yeah. Just because I associate yeah. with Josh does not mean I agree with his Mormonism in his Mormon magic pants. <laughs> yeah. So I'll I, tell that one to Amy. Yeah. Well, we'll, we'll let her know. So, I mean, uh, so, but I, I'm, I'm unmature enough to understand that there's that difference there. Yeah. Someone who maybe isn't mature enough, like, I don't know, a teenager will go, oh, you hang out with Aaron. Therefore, you must believe everything he does. And you know what? Yeah. We got 30, 40, 50, 60, 70 year olds who are that mature, where they believe that since you hang out with someone, you believe and do everything that they say. Yeah. I think I know who you're talking about. <laughs> I'm actually not talking about anyone in particular. Oh. Now I'm curious to know after this. Um, <laughs> Um, but yeah, so then going back to the work thing, it would, I just do your job, <laughs> I guess, and do it. But now I guess, but that does bring another question into my mind. What's that? Is, I guess, well, nah, mm, mm, hmm. What's the question? I'm trying to think. So it's, okay. <sighs> Gosh, dang it. I'm trying to think of how I say it. So another example then, besides it being a Trump thing, okay. What if uh, I'd probably I guess what just, if I guess I would still just make it because I'm not. What if a job I'm, came in tomorrow? Yeah, or not tomorrow, Monday. It's a Saturday right now. Yeah. What if a job came in Monday for you to make at this new job you're at? You're no longer a Velpert. You are a towel seamstress. Nice. You, you make custom monogram towels. Wow. At this new job, you got an order from Planned Parenthood mm. to make towels that have the phrase, shout your abortion in them. Mm. You are not the owner of the company, okay? Yeah. You're, you're, so, if obviously, if you're the owner of the company, you can decide to take on something where you like it or not. Regardless right. of, you know, that's not really triggering. That's, I don't agree with that. I'm not going to do it. Yeah. But you're an employee, not the owner. And the owner says, you know what? Yes, we're going to do it. I don't agree with them, but we're going to do it. <clears throat> what say you, sir? Are you going to <sighs> are you going to stitch in, shout your abortion to a bunch of towels? That's pretty much where I was going with it. <laughs> I figured and I'd beat yeah. you there and explain it a little more clearly. Yeah. Uh, what say thou? I'm not the only worker, right? <laughs> You're the boss's only employee. Who can Brick. stitch? Oh, that would suck. I would rather not do it. I guess I would rather not do it. But would you? I don't agree with that. Or would like you say, any. I need to be in my safe space and not do it? <laughs> <laughs> Oof. Because I guess by doing it, that doesn't mean I support it. Right. But I'm, duh. I guess it's kind of like that whole one of the what was that big ordeal with the cake wedding cakes yeah. and the people wouldn't do it. But cake. again, those but were the owners. The owners of yes. not this the is owners. your owner of the company you're working for has decided to. <sighs> the way I see it, you have two options. <laughs> Quit or do it. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Because let's look at the bigger picture here. Regardless of where we stand at, if you go, we're anti abortion, we're anti this, we're mm -hmm. anti that, we're anti this, you cannot be perfectly associated in this world with companies and people that align with those beliefs. What I mean by that is, okay, Aaron, you yeah. like Harley Davidson motorcycles. Mm. You're wearing a Harley Davidson motorcycle no, hat right what? now. Because it doesn't have the little thing in the back. It's like just one nice whole thing and just comfy. And Okay. Huh. I mean, I enjoy, I like older Harleys. Granted, okay. mine's only three three years old at the moment. I don't know. Sure. Yep. You know what? Fine. I, I, I enjoy Harley. <laughs> okay. Wow. I, I'm, I, I'm just bringing <laughs> yeah. up one, right? And yeah. what if, you know, you're a, you're a big Harley fan. Yeah. Then you find out Harley donates to a, a cause you don't like personally. Yeah. And Could you continue to use them? I even look at this me going back to Google thing. Right. You know, I yeah. dumped Google from 90% of my life. Yeah. You know, there's still some things I wish I could. Right. Because of some of the things they were doing. It comes back to 
I had two options. I could either so continue associating with them or say goodbye. And knowing that if I continue associating with them, I'd have to understand that I would therefore be contributing money to go to whatever cause. Mm-hmm. It's never going to be in a perfect association cycle, unfortunately. Right. For I say for that, I guess I might not, depending on how big it is or how big of a uh, thing it is for me, I'd be like, well, I could find a different motorcycle from a different company, if it's, especially if it's just as good, if not better, than what the Harley is. But if it's not like a serious issue, nah. I wouldn't, probably wouldn't change a bike because of that, because I disagree with something that they decide to give any kind of support to, to a degree. Well, okay. Well, to, to be fair and say, and so, so you're not triggered in over here going all crazy they do not support they do not directly donate to Planned Parenthood oh Harley you searched that bro yes I did it's okay I'm looking at getting rid of it anyway (laughs) (laughs) however Starbucks does really Mm -hmm. as there goes the Starbucks cup (laughs) (laughs) trash (laughs) as does Ford oh Where's GM on the list? Oh my gosh. They are not on the list. What? (laughs) Oh my gosh. That's funny. Um, So, (laughs) uh, so so I guess no Ford Expedition. (laughs) 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 I'm kidding. Um, but, ah. So you have that option of being associated with them, but right. you can be associated with things like Brewer can continue working for a Ford company, but he doesn't have to let that fact trigger him to the point where he's like, oh, I can never do this. See, he's gonna he's quitting Ford tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, I don't think he is. No. He kind of needs a paycheck. <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> you can find a different job. So like I said, you can never have that honest yeah. A perfect association because guess what if you have that perfect association with people who believe exactly what you believe guess what you're going to be a very very lonely person right so what else do you have to say on uh the great triggering here mr johnson hmm. uh <laughs> learn to be okay with ex- going through painful and uncomfortable situations because that's just gonna make you a stronger individual yep that's my probably biggest thing. But I will say, so when going back to like the whole um, having a warning before you go in, like if you were to go into like a Holocaust yeah. thing, or I guess if you didn't, if you go to a museum and you didn't particularly particularly know that was a part of it, mm-hmm. I guess it depends on what museum you go to. Because I feel like if you go to a war museum, then you just need a disclaimer for the whole war museum. Because there's going to be a lot of graphic stuff in that. Uh, because I mean, I guess there's can be some people where it can just really hit them hard to a point. Like I guess depending on how gruesome and for the photos are for it. Like I guess visual, like the whole nature is metal thing being a stupid example. But like for some of the videos, it has like you know you have to clear you have to allow the video or image to show before you actually see it because it can be too graphic for someone to see. I guess I can see that not being a bad thing to have for certain people. I guess that would be more so for kids more than anything because they don't necessarily need to be seeing guts hanging out and limbs being blown off. At the same time, that's parents' prerogative on making sure that their kid is ready to be able to ingest something of that nature. Yeah. So I'm, I guess I'm saying then if, you, if you're going into something and there is something that you come up to, let's say it's a museum, mm-hmm. and it w- could be something that would be very disturbing for someone to see. I can see there being a disclaimer out saying, hey, you're about to, if you come in here, you might see things of this nature, and if you can't handle it, then best not go in. But I guess it depends on if you're just not going to go in because you're afraid to feel like some kind of hurt or pain it's like okay do it 
but I guess if it's a bigger reason than, or it was a different reason than that, and it's more of a serious thing, then okay. But yeah, all in all, don't don't try and just make your life nice, comfy. You know, unicorns and rainbows and the flower field happy all the time because it can't happen and it won't happen, and then you're just gonna be super messed up the rest of your life because nothing is gonna make it make it better for you. Just gonna get worse. And that's all I'm learning in adulthood and growing up. <laughs> <laughs> but Ugh. no, yeah, it, yeah. Mm-hmm. Feel uncomfortable. It's good because then you learn. Silent Brewer, do you have anything? <laughs> that's what you had to say. That's all you got? <laughs> well, Silent Brewer is going to be silent, apparently. Um, no. Hey, oh. Aaron. Okay. All right. Nailed it. Wow. You two are so, uh, brewers so vocal these days. <laughs> there are days, I don't get this, where Brewer goes from talking five million words to all of a sudden the next episode, zero. I don't get it. Mm-hmm. That is triggering to me. <laughs> of the intellectually type that makes me go like this. <laughs> That's actually a woman screaming. Did you? Have you what? You've seen the video of the um I'm sure I've had to shown it to you before, but it's like the little little kid's got his ice cream, then it falls off, and then he just like makes this like like sound and it sounds like the Iron Man like blasters like charging yeah. up. Yeah, that's like the perfect like re like trigger sound, I think, ever. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I'm triggered now. Yeah. <laughs> so let me end it. With my thoughts on this whole fun, fun topic. Yeah. We have gone, in America especially, but the rest of the world collectively, from a generation and a culture and a species as human beings that were able to have honest conversations without the worries of potentially offending someone through words or actions that might be found offensive to the point that the other person is going to cry up and go into the little ball and just because of a difference in opinion or maybe a fact is presented that they don't like. We have moved so far in the opposite direction from where we were that we may have way overcorrected. Now, I will get it. We might have... There might have been some correction needed. We might have been in the past a little too independent, a little too abrasive, a little too, you know, individualistic where we needed to overcorrect somebody. I think we went way too far. And now with participation trophies being given out for every little thing, you know, Johnson wiped his butt today. Congratulations, you get a participation trophy. (gasps) They want to feel good as a kid about everything they do. They can never be told as a kid that they failed at something, that you lost, that what happened there is that you didn't win. And by never experiencing those feelings, those emotions, those thoughts, and processing through them as young children and learning how to do that from teenager into adulthood as well, we have this society that needs to be coddled to the fact that they can never have anything brought to their attention that makes them feel uncomfortable. There are things that make us feel uncomfortable, yes, and sometimes you either avoid them, you personally avoid them, you know, or you lean into it. And we're afraid to lean into it because we're afraid of that pain. We forget that it is through pain that we grow. When a person is just starting to lift weights, they're going to feel pain because they're doing something new with their body that typically has not been done before. You take Aaron, you put him on a treadmill for two hours, (laughs) his legs are going to be like jelly and are going to hurt. Yeah. (laughs) It is something new that your legs are not used to doing. But what happens over time, either be a bodybuilder, a person trying to lose weight or whatnot, eventually your muscles get accustomed to this new routine that you're going through. They get accustomed to the pain. Now, there are times when you can have too much pain and that's a dangerous sign and you know you need to handle that and take care of that issue. I'm not talking about those times. I'm talking about those discomforts. 
those feelings that you get that make you go, I, I don't like what this person is saying and what this person is talking about. Those are things that you don't just make a person shut up about. Those are things that you have conversations with them about, about why those things make you uncomfortable. Those are the things that you lean into to figure out why is this in my brain saying, I do not like this. Is it something about a traumatic thing that happened in the past? And if it is, guess what? You probably need to go to therapy and get that started healing. Leaving that undiagnosed, untreated for a long time will cause issues. People go, oh, I'm happy in my life except for this one thing. I can never talk about this incident that happened. Eventually, that will catch up with them. I know that from experience. Hmm. And by trying to coddle every single person, we are slowly removing the topics and things that we can talk about, the things that we can learn about. Because how dare we read this book, which may trigger one person in the class. So therefore, because of one person's emotional issue that they need to deal with, regardless of what it is, they don't like the scene of the man being slapped in the book or the woman being slapped or the child being passed over for food or whatever. I don't care. They don't like the scene of the dog being kicked, let's say. (laughs) Okay. If their emotional fragility is such that they must now no longer allow others to learn, experience, and form their own opinions on things related to this, honestly, what they are becoming are they are becoming the intellectual fascist that they fear the most. They want to control and demand control over what can be taught, thought, learned, and felt. Thank you.